you ever hoped that things would get better? Dreamed of a bright future or looked for a better outcome? You believe in God, but you can't see him. Well, he's there, and all we need to do is look for the sunrise. God offers us new beginnings and new birth, the opportunity to lay down our past failures. That's what this podcast is all about, the coming of light. It's about seeing the sunrise and seeing a chance for change, for a bright future, and about seeing the sun, the S-O-N, rise. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to See the Sunrise. Today is episode 24, and let me tell you a little bit about what seeing the sunrise is all about. It's about seeing Christ in any and all of your circumstances. Yes, it's sometimes it's hard, but I want to promise you, if you look hard enough, you're going to see him, and he'll show you things that you can barely comprehend, and that hopefully will lead you to a desire, uh, a deeper relationship with Christ. It is the third week of Advent, and the focus for this week has been joy. Hopefully, you've been able to access my devotions on my webpage or on Facebook, and that has been the, ty- the subject that we've focused on this week. And when we think about joy, <laughs> you'd have to consider the events of the last 11 and a half months. Joy may be the last thing that you are thinking or feeling. But now you're probably sick and tired of hearing about how bad this year has been. We will never forget, or should I say we should never forget, the happenings of this year. We are not lost for sharing calamities, our stories of woe, and not only our own, but others who have suffered some of the same fate and even more than than we have. Life is tough, and 2020, I dare say, has been tougher than most and or most of any that we've experienced so far. However, as Christians, we're called to be people of hope. We're to be people filled with compassion. We're supposed to be people of mercy, grace, love, and joy. I think the Apostle Paul puts it well when he said, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I thought about that statement from Paul and having um, lived on earth and understanding some of the things that we experience in our humanness. I thought to myself, how can Paul say this? What did he find that um, made him so confident that he could make such a statement? I thought to myself, who did he know and where was his confidence coming from? You know, Paul and his humanness experienced and felt the pain of life on earth. And we can identify with Paul in understanding that in the flesh, we will suffer. We've been through some tough times. And for those of you listening to this podcast, it suggests that you are still here and that that's something that not only to be thankful about, but to, as God suggests, according to Paul, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. To rejoice always means to feel or show great joy and delight. How in the world is that possible when you've experienced what we have this year? In case you need a recap, and so that my words may be saved for posterity and etched in your hearts for years to come, Let me again do a brief rundown of the events in case some of you missed uh, my previous devotions, sermons, or podcasts on the matter. 
January 2nd, and I, I won't necessarily list all the dates, but let's just talk about some of the things that happened. There was a third state of emergency called in uh, New South Wales, Australia, because of the bushfires. We had an Iranian general killed in a U.S. drone strike. We had the World Health Organization is notified of the coronavirus. And then the coronavirus, COVID-19, was labeled a pandemic. Many countries locked down. The economy fell. The Dow fell over 2,997 points. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle stepped down from their royal duties. Iran launched ballistic missiles at two military bases in Iraq, injuring, injuring some of our American soldiers. We had the impeachment trial for President Donald Trump. A legendary basketball player and his daughter, along with several other passengers, were killed in a helicopter crash. The United Kingdom withdraws from the European Union. The Olympics was postponed till 2021. As of April 2nd, the global coronavirus had surpassed 1 million in the United States. And as of today, December, well, as of December 16th, we'll say, deaths totaled 1.64 million people. The protests were sparked by the killing of an unarmed black man. We had um, some positive things even in all of this. And that's just some of the things that have happened that if that doesn't bring someone down, I don't know what else could actually happen. Think of the death of your loved ones and those friends and family that were here at the beginning of the year and now they're no longer here. It's heartbreaking. People have lost their homes. Some have lost uh, generations of families. This is a heartbreaking year. And we've been crying out to God and we've been asking God for relief. And I pray that you are being confident that God is going to deliver. Today, we know that there is a vaccine that they've started to, to issue. And we're hopeful and prayerful that that vaccine will be available to everyone you know, God understands and knows what we're going through and he understands our suffering. But I looked at this and I said, what joy can we get out of this? And I thought about it and I said, well, we've got increased family time. We're with our, our families more than we've ever been in probably the last, um, I'll say at least the last 30 or 40 years, maybe even 50 years. So we've got increased family time. Parents are developing a greater appreciation for their children's teachers. Drive-in movies came back, you know, so that closeness of family uh, that's been created by all of the events of this year. We have found that we can live with a whole lot less. We appreciate our healthcare workers and our trash collectors, store clerks, and all of the essential employees who relentlessly and continue to do their job. We now know it's the little things that count like toilet paper and paper towels. Technology has been life-giving and it has allowed us to connect when we couldn't touch one another. We've learned that life is fragile and we should appreciate it more. And we've also learned that time isn't always something we have and that we should take advantage of the time that God has given us doing what brings love and what brings life and not only to us, but to others. Just simple gestures of people opening doors or buying coffee for the person behind you or buying someone's groceries or being able to give to someone less fortunate. We're finding that these little acts can bring us joy in spite of everything that's going on. I see these long lines, food lines of people lined up trying to get food for their families. It is heart wrenching, but 
The joy is knowing that there are people out there that are willing to give to make sure those families have all of the essential things that they need. Joy is an interesting word because it suggests thoughts of happiness and contentment. But I would say that the believer's joy, the believer's joy is based not on external conditions, but it is based on our confidence and the knowledge, that intrinsic knowledge that we have in Christ. In fact, I would say that the world has a way of showing us so much ugliness that you'd have to look beyond your circumstance to fully grasp the contentment and peace as children of God. Let me share a story with you. I was about seven or eight years old. My childhood was not a memorable one. And unfortunately, my siblings and I were left to navigate grown-up problems, and it wasn't always easy. The one event that was extremely painful was the Christmas that we received nothing, no gifts, no candy, no fruits, no nothing. Our mother told us that we wouldn't be getting anything, but I had the childhood belief that she was just trying to throw us off and that we would awaken to a tree filled with abundance of gifts and we would just have this joy and contentment all day. But as she said, there was nothing. I never forgot that day, the emptiness I felt, the barrenness I felt. There are some things that tear at our very core that don't bring joy. But as I've grown, I've come to the knowledge of Christ. I can see beyond my situation or circumstances. I look back and I see how God has taken me from one situation to the next so that I could develop a relationship with him that supersedes whatever sadness, hurt, pain, disappointment, and heartbreak that I've ever felt. And no, it wasn't easy. But when I look back, I understand because when I look back, I see how the bad brought me to the good and the good can't be taken away from me because it's sealed in the blood of Christ. It breaks my heart to see suffering and the hurts imposed on others. And as I look at this year, I don't want to soon forget because it reminds me of how far God has brought me and that I was and am never able, that I was and am never alone. We're going we're gonna to have trying times in this life. We may want to compare our suffering with that of others or want to understand why some people are blessed when we see their acts lack, their acts lack love and compassion for others. But we can have joy because the things that break our hearts and grieve our spirit will one day be no more. There is a day coming when we will have no more suffering. There won't be any more pain, no more heartache. And that is where I find joy. It is joy found in the Savior who died for all believers. So in this season, or he, in fact, let me say this, Jesus died for us all. And I pray that we all become believers, especially if you're not a believer, because it is his desire that none would be lost. So in this season of loss, in this season of heartache, of death, of pain, of suffering, and I pray that you experience the joy in the coming Christ. Because as we celebrate the season of his birth, and I had someone uh, say to me, Jesus wasn't born on this day and you shouldn't be celebrating it on this day trying to correct me. We don't say that Jesus was actually born on the day that we celebrate, but it is an opportunity that on that day that we designate that collectively we come together and celebrate the birth of Christ. But there's gonna day, come a day when we will celebrate his return and his return is promised. That is what this season is really all about. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Songwriter said, let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing and heaven and nature sing. 
Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. While fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Joy to the world, then we sing. Let the earth receive her king. Joy to the world, then we sing. Let the angels' voices ring. Joy to the world, then we sing. Let the men their songs employ. Joy to the world, then we sing. And repeat the sounding joy. He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove and glories of his righteousness and wonders of his love and wonders of his love. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. I pray this year that you experience the joy of knowing Christ, of being a child of God, of knowing that his birth is a promise of his return and his return will be glorious. And we won't deal with COVID anymore. We won't deal with homelessness and suffering and loss and pain because there will be no more death. We will experience the eternal life that God promises through his son. May you have a merry, merry Christmas and may God bless you uh, that you experience the joy to the world because Jesus has come.